0: We're so glad that you made it. Happy New Year once again. My name is Irving Peralta. Anyone here visiting us for the first time, I'm part of the pastoral team. And for me, it's a joy to bring the message here this morning and let you know that God is still in control. How many of you say amen? If you, if you brought your Bibles, we're going to be in Luke chapter 2. Uh, we are continuing this beautiful series, uh, this long series that we're going to be talking about through the Gospel of Luke we are picking up the story where um, where Pastor Jonathan last week finished verse 39 and 40. And today I have some uh, some interesting things that I want to share with you. Uh, I actually want to uh, give a a cautious to the church, and I want, and I'll talk about that to be cautious about uh, some uh, some um, uh, gospels out there. There are false false doctrines and things that we as a church need to be very careful. Who is this message for? This message is for everyone, everyone who's looking for the truth in the word of God. You will find it here today. Also, this message is for parents and children because it teaches us a lot about Jesus uh, as a young man uh, growing up. It's it's so easy for us just to skip through some of these verses really, uh, really quickly during the Christmas season. Like, let's just move on. Christmas came and okay let's let's move on to the next thing. But church, when you peel the Word of God, when you go and you look at Scripture and then you you, you just dig in some more, my goodness, the Word of God alone stands by itself. How many of you say amen to that? So those of you watching YouTube or listening to the podcast or Facebook, please don't forget to subscribe. This whole series is a beautiful series that I don't want you to miss. Any part of it. Those of you who are helping uh, in nursery and, and, and in the classes, please go back and just continue fulfill, filling your life uh, with the word of God. So I'm going to start with verse 39 and then just kind of go uh, just a little recap for what Pastor Johnson last week finished up. So this is chapter 2, verse 39. When Joseph and Mary had done everything, underline that, if you have your Bible, underline that, or if you have your notebook, underline that. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, what did they do, church? They returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew. This is where I want us to focus for just a second. Look at verse 40. And the child grew grew and became strong. And he was filled with what, church? Wisdom. And the grace of God was on him. I love that. I love that. Luke emphasizes that Jesus was perfectly obedient to God, even as a child. See, Jesus grew and developed as other children, yet his spiritual maturity, his development, it's noted here by Luke. Those of you who are joining us for the first time, Luke is a physician. Luke is a doctor. So he loves to look at details. He loves to look at details. So any, anytime he asked questions of anyone, uh, he was asking them, hey, can you give me the details? And so, sure, this is a, an important detail. We might say that Jesus was aware of his identity and his calling at a very, very young age. Now, to all the parents in the house, this, the development of Jesus Christ, should inspire us as godly parents. We, as godly parents, too, we should, too, see our children go, grow, see our, sh- our children become strong, be filled with wisdom. How many parents say amen for that? And more so than anything, we, as godly parents, should always, always guide our children to be under the grace of God. That they will walk upon that grace. And that the grace of that unmerited favor will be upon our children always. How many of you say amen to that? Isn't that what we want, parents? That's our job. Parents In parents, that's our responsibility. The same thing as Christ did, that's our responsibility for our children. For them, I always say this. I want my kids to become better than me. I want my children to have something better than I had. But it starts with us. With you and I as parents. Did you know, parents, that that's our first calling? To be mom, to be dad. And our fa- Look, I appreciate 1,000%. I appreciate the community of family that I have. That helps me with my kids. I 100,000% appreciate the teachers and the staff that mold my children. I mean, they spend 187 days with them throughout the year. Seven hours a day. Every day. So I appreciate so much what that community does to mold my kids. But at the end of the day, it is mine and my wife's duty and calling to lead our children To grow up, to become strong, to be filled with wisdom, and to fall under the grace of God. If you're a parent in the house of God and you agree with that, say amen. All the parents in the house say, it's my calling. If you're sitting next to your spouse, tell them, it's your calling. It is my calling to lead my children. And by the way, by the way, church, it's never too late. It's never too late to start being the mom and the dad that your children need your children do not need best friends they need a mom they need a dad they need someone that brings stability to that home they need an equal man of discipline parents it's not too late keep it up it's not too late don't give up keep praying for your children. Keep believing that God, the God who started a good work in them, it is, he is faithful to fulfill that promise. Somebody say amen. amen. Pastor Jonathan last week talked about two characters in the Bible who waited for years for the promise to see the promised Savior with their very own eyes. There's a woman in that same chapter, a couple of verses earlier, who waited over 80 years for her to finally see the Messiah and hold him in her in her hands. Church, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up praying. Don't give up. What did these two characters did the whole time? They trusted and they believed. Even church, those of you who have those of you parents who whose children do not serve the Lord, even if you do not see any signs of hope. Keep praying for them, and in time you will see what God is doing. Can I tell you something? I am the product of a praying mother. Anyone else here in the house know what I'm talking about? I am the product of a praying mother. Listen, growing up without a father, growing up without a dad, I fit all of the statistics. All of the statistics is a failure, but a praying mother Pull me through. Praise God for all the praying moms and the praying dads in this house. And to all the children, youth, and young adults, take advice. Take the advice of your godly parent. Let me me say to close. Take the advice of your godly parent. I am sure, I'm 100% sure that Mary and Joseph instilled that in Jesus as he was growing up. It was important for them to fulfill the entire law of the Lord, just as we read, to attend to different ceremonial events, as we'll read here in a second, if time allows, to attend to those every year. They make sure that this is something that was part of their life. So kids, youth, adults walk in that wisdom. We just finished a series Call The Way of the Wisdom. Go back to the podcast and listen to it. Because listen, wisdom from godly parents is a treasure to your soul. Oh, amen to that. Let me say it again. Wisdom from godly parents is a treasure to your soul. Youth, children, wisdom from TikTok and other social media outlets is nothing but a mist. It's here for one day and then it changes tomorrow. Wisdom from godly parents is a treasure to your soul. I love what Pastor Abelino says. Without God, nothing. With God, everything. Everything. Watch how wisdom gives you the strength to keep growing. Watch how wisdom guides you in the right path of God's grace. May I, right there we are. Father, I pray for the salvation of all of our children. I pray for the salvation of all of our children. I pray, Lord, for you to watch over them every single day. Please, Lord, we ask you for our kids. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And church, when we say kids, to those of you who have older children who are already married, you know that they're still your babies. They're still your kids. The Bible says that Jesus was full of grace, of the grace of God, that the grace of God was upon him. See, the goodness and the favor of God was evident in Christ's life, even as a child. Now, we know a little bit about Jesus' life as a child. We only know when he was about a month old, all the way to when he is birth, uh, whenever, whenever he is 12 years old. So this is where we got to be careful. We cannot draw too many conclusions. We don't need to go too deep into this. What we need to do is be careful. Do not fall into false doctrine. Because unfortunately, to satisfy this curiosity, men have written something that is called the Infancy Gospel. Somebody else calls it the Infancy Gospel of Thomas. Thomas is a Jew who wrote this, and this is what he said, to fill in the gaps of the gospel of the new testament which mostly did not speak about about christ growing up in his years church we don't need a, a feeling gospel what we have is enough amen somebody uh, let me give you a little bit about this gospel so-called infancy gospel thomas the israelite taught it necessary to make it known to all the Gentile brothers and sisters this is what is written on here all the things done by the Lord Jesus Christ in the village of Nazareth after he was born in our region of Bethlehem this is the beginning now I'm going to share with you just this this widely known fictional story because I want you to be careful this is chapter 2 according to this uh, uh, um um, uh, infancy Gospel. The child Jesus was five years old. After he rained, after it rained, he was playing in the ford of the flowing stream, and stirring up the dirty waters, he gathered them into pools and he made them clean and excellent, ordering them by the word, by word alone, not and not ordering them by deed. Then having, so in other words, he, he, he cleaned the pool, pretty much is what he's saying. Then having soft clay from the mud, he formed 12 sparrows or, dove or or birds. But it was the Sabbath when he did these things, and many children were with him. But a certain Jew saw the child Jesus with the other children doing these things. So he went to Joseph, his father, and slandered the child Jesus, saying that he made clay on the Sabbath, which, is, which wasn't permissible. And form twelve sparrows. And, Je- and Joseph went and rebuked Jesus. Well, why are you doing these things on the Sabbath? Now listen to this. Then Jesus clapped his hands, ordering the birds with a shout in front of all, and said, Go, take flight like living beings. And the sparrows taking flight went away squawking. Church, what did he what did Jesus do according to these things? He made some birds out of mud and then all of a sudden gave them life. Church, we got to be careful not to listen to some of these things that are false doctrines. If God wanted us to know that, then he would have put such of these events in the Bible that you're holding right now. We have to be careful because if these things were necessary, then Luke, Matthew, Mark, and John would have written about it. But it's not mentioned. Instead, these this, these gospel infancy gospels are filled with myths of miracles that jesus produced again none of these are real but he talked about how he healed a woodcutter how he healed a baby how he healed james snake bite you got to be careful because some people have entertained this so much that they made these uh, uh, these tiles and there's actually one tile that looks like this found in saint martin's church in switzerland this is this is a story that I just read to you where Jesus clapped his hands and made these birds fly. You have to be careful because people got too deep into this that a woman named Anne Rise got so curious enough that she wrote her own book called Christ uh, uh, the Lord out of Egypt. This is in 2005. And because of that, it inspired inspired in 2016 this movie called the young messiah church you have to be careful i have to be careful because if not if we don't know the word church we're going to be moved left and right look at somebody and tell them you got to be careful come on tell somebody you got to be careful could jesus have done these miracles and more sure of course but we know in the Bible that when Mary asked him to do something, you remember at that feast, at that wedding, what did Jesus said? Woman, it is not my time yet. And we know, church, that everything that Jesus did, he did it to honor and glorify his father. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he never did something without having seen his father. Done so first by listening to him church this is where i draw the line this is what you have to be careful because those stories continue saying stories about how jesus cursed one of anna's son how jesus cursed a, car- a careless child and how joseph confronts jesus this is crazy how jesus raised zeno is from the dead who is zeno zeno is a child who was playing with ge- ge- with jesus and other children and uh, something happened to where the child fell and died. So the parents blamed Christ for the death of this child. So Jesus just rose him from the dead. Crazy, church. you got to. Be careful. Look at your neighbor and tell him you got to be careful. Let, let me give you one last uh, just uh, silly story here. This is the miracle of the bed. This is chapter 13. Joseph was trying to create a bed for a a customer, but he couldn't make two boards the same size. So Jesus took one of the boards and stretched it out and said, Dad, you don't have to worry about a thing. Church, that is crazy. You got to know the word. Somebody say, Amen. If not, you're going to be moved left and right. Now, church, these are silly stories. And many of you can say, Seriously, who will believe that? A lot of people. A lot of people. Some of you might say, what a joke that, that is. Uh, that, but you know what? There are some more uh, believe, more believable uh, theories out there that people are believing. There are some people who are believing that Jesus Christ got married. There are some people who believe that Jesus Christ had children. Truly, they believe this. They wholeheartedly believe this. There are some so, they're, they're, and, and one that is the most known is that there are some people who believe the myth that Jesus Christ is nothing but another prophet. No, he's not church. He is the Son of God. He is the righteous. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He is. I want you to know that even the words that come from this pulpit, you got to go back. You got to go back and study them. You got to go back and make sure that you do your own study to know that you are standing on solid ground. Because there's many things out there that you and I can fall into. There are many things out there that the devil will just place and put a real pretty in your life and say, this is the reality. And we believe it. We believe it. We, some of us, we're believing the reality that with the life that you're living, it's okay. And it is not. It is not. you got to know the word of God. Luke said in chapter two, verse 40, and the child grew and became strong and he was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. We say to that, amen, and we move on. We don't speculate because speculation only brings division to the church. Somebody say, amen. So we move on. Verse 41, every year, I'm sure you've heard this story before, but I want us to focus on something real quick. Verse 41, chapter 2, verse 41. It says, every, every, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Verse 42, when he was 12 years old. Somebody say 12 years old. So look at all that time that we just, just kind of uh, moved on. They went to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it, Joseph and Mary, thinking he was in their company. They traveled on for a day. Probably uh, some scholars believe they traveled about 20 miles. Then they began looking around, uh, looking for him among their relatives and friends. Verse 45, when they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. So his parents went to Jerusalem every year, according to Scripture, every year for this Feast of the Passover. I I, I love this. I love this church. Once again, his parents knew the importance of participating in these types of events. Very important. Parents, again, what a gentle reminder once again Of the importance for us as parents to bring our children to celebrate this monumental events. Such as the the feast of the Passover in their time. Every year for at least the last 12 years according to scripture. This beautiful family remember this powerful event. The Passover. The Passover when you dig a little deeper. The Passover It is the the second most important holiday in the Jewish year. Those of you who don't know the story, the word Passover meant whenever uh, the plagues came, uh, uh, so that the Israelites can be uh, uh, taken out of Egypt. If you remember the story, uh, it's called the Passover because they were instructed that they would sacrifice the lamb and they would cover the doorposts with uh, with the blood of that lamb, and the angel will pass. The angel of death will pass over that home. Passover will pass over that home now the jewish family uh, this is so interesting jewish families they gather to eat this meal the specific meal called the Sayer. if i'm pronouncing it right you can see a, a picture here back here now every element of this meal had a significance during which each, when, during the meal, each specific element recounts. See, you know, you, you could have just heard about this and just kind of, oh, they, this meal, kind of weird, some of the things that are up here. But if you listen to it, every element recounts the history of Israel and it retells a story of God's dr- dramatic deliverance of their ancestors church every year they remember where god had brought them out from isn't that beautiful every year i can only imagine the anticipation of jesus like i can't wait for next year to remember what my heavenly father did to restore and to redeem my people every year every year this is what they did okay so let me kind of explain a couple of things so carpus carpus let me bring my my document so you guys can kind of see do you have the can you put the picture over here if you don't mind thank you so carpus was this right here so this parsley it's parsley or celery or sometimes can be potato and this was dipped in salt water and was eaten during the meal And this reminded the Jewish people of all the tears they wept as slaves in Egypt. It's a reminder. Never forget where they're coming from. Now the Maror, the Maror, which is this over here, which were bitter herbs. Bitter herbs usually um, can also be... uh, combined with the sh- chasseret over here. So Mara and chassaret which was usually uh, romaine lettuce or horseradish. These were eaten to remember the bitter days that they had as slaves when they were in Egypt for more than 400 years. The chaseret, which was this apple nuts and spices over here on this side, this, remind, this, this reminded them of the dark mortar that was used while the the Jews were be, were making all the buildings as they were slaves back in Egypt. The base uh, the bait sah, this roasted uh, 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 roasted egg, reminded them of the specific festival sacrifices offer during the passover other other be, believe that this also reminded them of the temple of how it was crushed and how uh, christ would come and restore that temple and then the last thing was the 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 the, the bone up there the rosa shack uh, shank bone It reminded them of of that sacrificial lamb that forgave their sins, which, again, the blood that covered the posts of the door and delivered them from all of destruction. Church, what a beautiful ceremony that Jesus and his family said, this is important for us to do, that every year we need to go back Every year we need to make this effort so that we can be there and be reminded of where God pulled us out from. What a meal. A yearly event. One of many feasts and ceremonies that the parents made sure that Jesus was a part of. We should do the same. Okay, maybe we don't have this ceremonial feast. I mean, many of us, we, you know... Uh, uh, fajitas and, and, and pinto beans and things, but but church, we could also we could make sure that we bring our families to church and to celebrate those moments every single time these doors open and the people of God said Amen. Maybe we don't need a symbolic meal specifically, but church, when we come into the house of God, our spirit gets filled with that food spiritual food that we need you know when you come and you and you are part and you take part of praise and worship oh i pray that your spirit is reminded of his power oh that when you come and there's an opportunity to come to the altar here i pray that your spirit is reminded of god's promises upon our life and then i pray That as you read his, as you hear his word, your spirit is in courage. As I asked the band to come up, I want to encourage you, church, that this let church be a part of your week. It sure made a difference in Jesus. I can only imagine, again, how much he anticipated for the next event and the next event. So much so (laughs) that he stayed in Jerusalem in that temple. Where his parents were looking for him, remembering that meal reminded them of where God had rescued His people from. I I know many of you, you know the part of the story where his parents lost him, or or where they didn't know where Jesus was. But church, man, it's so important just to look at the details of even before that what is the passover why is it so important for them how is christ growing up uh, uh, relevant to my life when you keep peeling those layers you'll see that he reminds us number one don't be deceived know his word don't forget where god has brought you from how many of you say amen to that father thank you so much For the opportunity to remind our word that your word reminds us here this morning. Such easy, easy reading, but so much depth and power behind it. Lord, I ask you that through every single service that we come next in the next year, in this year, in 2024, it will remind all of us, Lord, of everything that you continue to do in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Would you please stand to your feet here this morning? Church, what an honor it it had to be. What an honor it had to be to be a part of God, uh, of of that family every year, taking Jesus to these ceremonies and events. It is so powerful to see uh, what Joseph and Mary instilled in Christ's life every year, making sure that he was guided the right way. Everything else, church, if it was as important as, as it should have been, it would have been written in the word of God, but it's not necessary. So we move on and we focus on Christ. We hear about when he's 12, but soon enough, will, we'll jump right into when he begins his ministry. We jump right into when he begins to perform the first miracle. We just went through Christmas, we just went through New Year's, but the Word of God continues just to pour this, its knowledge upon all of us, knowing that if we build our foundation on the Word of God, nothing can wave us, uh, move us left or right. We'll stay focused in God's Word. Every eye closed, every head bow. I invite anyone here this morning, Maybe this is your first or your 13th time that you hear about the Word of God. And you know what? Be honest. Maybe you still feel that these are just theories and and just cute stories about the Lord. But, but I, I hope and I pray that in 2024 that...